1: We appreciate you making us a part of your Tuesday morning, a Tuesday after Memorial Day. And if you missed the open to the show, Brady Quinn with theme music broke down how to cure a hangover. So if you missed that, you can check it out on the podcast, which will be up after this show is complete. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, he is the man himself. He was the star of our one. Uh, He is none other than Brady Quinn.
3: You mentioned cookouts. In hour one, I am curious to get from our crew what you guys all cooked out because I feel like that's a Memorial Day tradition. As we obviously pay, you know, our respects uh, and honor all those who, who f- have fallen for our country to defend our liberties and freedom, uh, it feels like cookouts are always a part of this weekend, getting together with family and friends. Did you guys happen to have a cookout, Jonas?
1: Yeah, I mean, we had a little bit of a, a, a grilling session uh, that uh, that took place. Um, do you, do you, uh, now? Do we want to actually, if we're going to keep with the theme of the show, um, do oh, yeah. we want to go? Do oh, we want to yeah. go uh, to give people yes. some time to formulate these thoughts? So later this hour, why don't we do this? Let's oh, go around. really? Let's, well, I'm saying, but here's what the point. do you need time? Here's the point because we've got the oh, Aaron Rodgers stuff we got to get to. Here's the point. Later on this hour, let's determine who had the worst Memorial Day of the crew. Like, let's just hear everybody's Memorial Day, and then we'll fi- we'll figure out who finished dead last as far as just the worst Memorial Day of everybody involved. I think that would be a lot of fun. That has like, if- zero to do with the cookout. Well, but I'm saying like a cookout is part of it. We can find out what they cooked. I mean, you know, I mean, it, like if somebody on the crew, you know, passed up a barbecue and was eating Fun Dip, uh, you know, and, and drinking a soda all day, I mean, I would say they lost. They absolutely lost to everybody else on the crew. So I just think that we can, you know, figure this so you're, thing out. You're
3: basically saying that someone went to a baseball game because those are like some of the essentials that you would have at a Major League Baseball game if you're at the ages of anywhere between 8 and 14 years old.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I stopped eating fun dip when I was like seven years old. I mean it just it just seemed like a horrible idea. It's a sugar okay. stick Did and you sugar eat powder. The stick. <laughs> you guys get that? We no. get that in the back? Yeah, yeah, All right, very yeah, good. Yeah. All right, that's so a drop. That there you go. How's that yeah. a drop? See how I let that breathe? You see, that, that's, a, that's a professional. You just let it breathe no, so they can isolate that sound. It's a legitimate question. Is right. this
3: the same fun dip where basically you're dipping the stick yeah, in sugar? Yeah, it's a sugar? sugar stick. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's sugar a sugar, sugar stick. stick. In, 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 a, in a bag of okay, sugar. Okay, did you eat it, eat it at the end? No. Oh, okay.
1: It's gross. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Was never a fan. You know, oh, it just wasn't was my thing. Say that now. Yeah, it just wasn't my thing. That's 12-year-old Jonas Knox. Yeah, well, that uh, you know that twelve-year-old Jonas Knox had to uh, had his own issues, um, and uh, we don't need to get into that. I just got your picture. Thank you for that. Uh, all right, so Brady Quinn, um, let's go ahead and uh, and and get into this discussion here because uh, we talked about Julio Jones. Um, we talked about this is now June first, so we've been hearing about this June first date when a deal could potentially get done. But we also got Aaron Rodgers who's also been a story of the NFL offseason. Um, now, we don't have any more versions of a Taylor Swift song in which Aaron Rodgers was singing Taylor Swift um, with uh, with a half-assed man bun and a crummy banjo in Hawaii. We don't have any of that stuff. Uh, we It's been uh, at least a couple of days that we haven't seen his ass crack hanging out of his board shorts if he, as he jumps off a cliff. So we don't have any updates on his vacation. <laughs> Why habits. so much animosity? Towards Aaron Rodgers uh, because he's an Hawaiian. I'm not. That's, That's, why. True. That's true. So you're players. jealous. Yeah, that, uh, he's, he's
3: pounded your Chicago Bears for the entirety of his career with the Packers.
1: Uh, listen, I'm not a Bears fan, so that it's not. That it wasn't a banjo. Me. That was an acoustic guitar, and he yeah, was playing it pretty
3: well because he, he didn't he didn't have a capo on it. Which means he actually knows how to play it. <laughs> this is just like which is something he, that you use when you play guitar. And no, I know that no, kind of digs I, deep on you. No,
1: no, I don't. And and you just learned what a capo was, and no, now you're I've it known
3: that forever because okay. I knew that was like number one differentiation between people who can actually play guitar and those who can. All
1: All right, so a capo for people that are that aren't familiar is that little clamp at the end of the guitar. It shortens the guitar. In essence, it's a little clamp on. on it, the neck It's, it's of the basically guitar. like this.
3: Yeah. Remember in golf where they had that like eight foot long putter, guys used to like have right up yeah. their entire arm? Okay. Yeah. It was outlawed because they realized it was, it basically made golfing, putting easier. And they're like, you can't
1: do this. This is cheating. That's what a capo is well, playing a, a, a guitar. Well, how's Manute Bull supposed to work on his short game if he can't use one of those putters? What is he supposed to do? Like, like, like pull out a. Use a leg. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, use one of his legs. Foot wedge. Uh, foot wedge. Yeah, very good. Uh all right. So um but here's here's the situation with Aaron Rodgers. Um, the odds have changed because there were betting odds out there as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to be elsewhere. And right now in what was anywhere from like a minus 150 to a minus 180 that Rodgers was going to return to the Green Bay Packers, according to Fox Bet, he's now at a minus 250, which means there's significant feeling amongst people that make these lines that Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay, which is something that I know you have said for a while now. He's not getting dealt. Rodgers is going to be back under center for the Packers week one.
3: Yeah, I I kind of refuted the whole idea that there was going to be like 18 new starters in the NFL or 20 or whatever (laughs) ESPN threw out at the end of the season last year. They're like, oh, just wait, 18, 20 new starters in quarter. It's like, okay, let's pump the brakes. I know there's some unhappy quarterbacks, and I know we're, we're getting into this age now of player empowerment, in particular in the NFL, where I think players are starting to realize they're making a lot of money Uh, They have social media platforms that they can use as a resource to get out their displeasure or even just, you know, leak stuff or say stuff that they want to the masses. So as much as it allows them to communicate more with people and maybe even people who are upset with them, it also allows them to to look a little bit more human. human humanizes them to a point where I think they also are able to get those fans to better understand and get the media to kind of hear their message. So... Um, in, in this day and age and all that, <clears throat> I think we've gotten to a point now where as much as we want to act like there's going to be all this change, uh, there's not, and I think a guy like Aaron Rodgers will eventually be playing for the Packers this year. Either that or sitting out. I, 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 I can't buy into the fact they're going to trade him, at least this year right now. Coming off an MVP season? No way. No way. This, this would be one of those all-timers where, you know, for example, you know, people go back and look at, you know, what, um, you know, Dick uh, and, and the Saints gave up for, for uh, Ricky Williams. You know, when, when you look at that trade. Yeah. Like, people go back and they look at a trade like that or and any of the others and they go, all right, that like set a precedent. Like, no one will ever forget that throughout the course of time. It's kind of similar to a Herschel Walker trade. It's, it's kind of similar to this. I, I cannot imagine why, like, anyone's going to get over the fact that someone traded a guy who just won MVP, who'd been to -to back-to-back NFC Championship games, who's a future Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to do it, and they said, yeah, but we were frustrated, so we just moved on. Like, that's one that you just, that's on your resume forever, bolded, in italic, in red, underlined—you're never getting past
1: that. Look so, at what are, what, Nick, Nick Saban. Way. The story on Nick Saban in the NFL. What's the first thing people go to? Oh, he chose Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. Like, right. uh, be, like that—that that lives with you forever. When you make a move like that, that's going to stay with you forever. Anybody in this <laughs> Which, front office, if they if they part ways with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to have to deal with that for the rest of their career.
3: A hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent. I mean, 100%. I mean and, and then I think that's why, like, even look at a, a guy like Hugh Jackson who bought into that plan in Cleveland where they're like, oh, we're going to rebuild, it's going to be bad, but you know, we'll, we'll see the other side. Well, now, what, five years later, four years later, we're seeing the other side of it, of what they might be capable of doing, you know, maybe being in that, that sleeper team in the AFC to, to go to the Super Bowl. But it took them a while to get there. Like He has an 0-16, a 1-15 record on his resume. Yeah. That's why he's even come out and tried to, to you know, defend all what, what took place there. And so this is one of those that there's no way, I think there's no way they would go and trade him considering, A, like I don't know that any teams are going to give up the haul that they need to to get Aaron Rodgers, but B, how bad it would make them look, and especially in a season where I just, if he's not the quarterback of that team, I can't imagine they're going to be able to make a playoff run. I just just can't.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, teams in the NFC, like who in the NFC Right now, if Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers, who in the NFC is better than them going into the season? Like if, if we're just – Tampa Bay?
3: T- Tampa Bay would be the one team, especially considering they signed everyone back. Antonio Brown finally got signed back officially. Um, Tampa that's Bay would only pretty team. much be it. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not sure it. who else I would throw into that conversation.
1: Yeah, um I just I mean nobody in the NFC East, obviously. Uh the anybody in the NFC South other than Tampa Bay, I don't think so. I think there's big no. question marks with New Orleans and what they're gonna do a quarterback. Huge um, question marks. Atlanta's may, great may,
3: offense, obviously maybe their the, defense. Maybe
1: the Niners. Maybe the Niners only because but Jimmy Garoppolo's health status is yeah. always up in the air. No, I would I would say unequivocally, Tampa Bay is the only team going into the next season that I would look at and go, okay, well, they're better than, than Green Bay right now, or that's a team that I think would be better. So if you're Green Bay and you realize there's not as many obstacles there, just figure out a way to, to make things nice for a year. If it's, if it's going to be a year, if it's going to be two years, whatever it's going to take to make things nice, because if, if they can either walk away from Rodgers now – and and be a sub-500 football team, or they can stick with him, and at the very least, they're going to be a playoff team with a chance to make a deep run again, and, you know, three consecutive uh, NFC title games or two consecutive title games, and another playoff appearance looks a lot better on your resume than traded Aaron Rodgers and turned into dog vomit the the following season afterwards because you had no plan at quarterback. No,
3: especially. Especially considering for Matt LaFleur, who just got there, inherited him, and and they obviously want to continue to to, you know to excel. Have you ever heard of the half theory? Have you ever heard of this? Uh, what is what is that? It feels like, so in oh, relationships. A uh, no, no in joke? relationships, yeah. a lot of times, you know, people end up getting into these like long-term relationships. Let's say two, three, four years, whatever the case is, and they end up breaking up. And most of them can look at a point halfway back through. So if they're dating for four years and they break up halfway back through. There was actually a point or a sign in which they said, I don't want to be with this person anymore. But it took them twice the amount of time to finally break it off because it was such a long, enduring thing, right? It's hard to break off long relationships like that. There's always these, this kind of half theory where, and, and to, to your point about, well, they can get through another year playing nice, it's probably been like that for a couple of years now. Like, yeah. It's not like this all hit with just the Jordan Love Draft pick. It's not like that was the case. There had to have been some things leading up to this that had triggered in his mind, like maybe some discontent, and that was maybe you know the whipped cream on top. They said, okay, you know, instead of building around me, instead of giving me wide receivers or giving me other guys to help out, you take a first round pick, you 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 trade up, and you waste draft capital, and you draft a guy, and then don't help me anywhere in that draft afterwards. Yeah, that's going to tick me off. I don't have much time left in this league. And now you're drafting my replacement? I mean, not not that he's going to actually replace me at any point in time, but eventually you're already thinking about past me. Like, that's more of what I think that this is all about, and that's what makes it more frustrating. But, again, they can get through it for a year, especially if they give him a new contract, which always seems to make things better in, in, in the world of sports. Uh, but, you know, w- again, we'll see. There's a lot of time left between now and training camp, whether or not he shows up the mini camp, which I don't think he's showing up, uh, that's going to be the, the next step. And then training camp is, is the one after that.
1: All right, Brady Quinn, you've got my uh, my mind uh, racing, uh, thinking about the half theory. Um, yeah. I think I identified when things started to go bad for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And I'm serious about this. I remember seeing this and thinking something was a little off or for whatever reason my mind told me to remember this. So I I have that for you, all right? Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, when things started to go bad for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I think I've identified it. We'll get to it next here on FSR. more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick Six app now and use code Two Pros. New customers play five bucks and get fifty in Pick Six credits. That's code two pros only on DraftKings Pick Six. The crown is yours
2: one offer per new customer minimum five dollar first pick set to receive fifty dollars in pick six credits which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months restrictions apply limited time offer gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 18 plus plus in most eligible states age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply pick six not available in all states including but not limited to connecticut and new york for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where prohibited see Terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos.
1: and we'll call it 10 minutes from now here on FSR an inside look at a potential trade in the NFL draft that didn't get done, but it does mean that the clock is ticking for one franchise quarterback. We'll have that for you here coming up in about 10 minutes from now on Fox sports radio. Uh, so, uh, Brady Quinn, you were talking about the half theory, all right. And right. so, uh, for people right. that are just hopping into the car, uh, the half theory for you is any relationship, uh, um, you can go back to about halfway through, and there was a point in which you realized you didn't want to be with that person before. Is, is that the best right. way to sum that, it up? That, 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 okay. That's the
3: best way to summarize it. Yep.
1: Okay, I've identified the half theory in Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. This is when I think things started to go sour. Remember the NFC title game against the Seattle Seahawks in which the Green Bay Packers defecated down their own leg and lost on the road? It's radio. you got to paint a picture. I, mean, I, don't know what to tell, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they, so they they had that accident in their pants. I'm picturing the yellow pants just turning brown. But yes. Okay. <laughs> so they, had, they had the accident in their pants, and it was uh, in Seattle, NFC title game, and they blew that game uh, with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, and we would have gotten our Aaron Rodgers-Tom Brady matchup that year you remember that game yeah okay on the sidelines i can remember watching it aaron Rodgers was not happy about mike mccarthy's decision to go for it uh to kick a field goal there was like fourth and inches or at fourth and goal and he kept sending out the field goal unit and he was not happy about it and i remember seeing them arguing on the sidelines and thinking to myself you know that's more than just A brief argument that felt a little bit more heated and the way that that game finished off and the way that that game ended up, I think that's where things started to go awry for Aaron Rodgers not being able to maybe trust some of the people that were calling the shots in Green Bay. I think that's what led to Mike McCarthy's departure, and I think that's what led to the Green Bay Packers reportedly telling him when Matt LaFleur was hired, make sure we don't have any issues like what happened with Mike McCarthy. I think that was the half point for Aaron Rodgers and where things started to fall apart. What do you think of that little breakdown there?
3: No, I, I, I love it. I mean, it, it is halfway through you know, his, right. his time there playing for him, so yep. it would make some sense. Uh, it's probably that point in which some of the frustration started to begin, right? Because he had just won the Super Bowl in 2010. Is that right?
1: Yeah, 2011, 2010. Yeah.
3: Somewhere in there. So so then you're looking a few years later, gets the chance to go back. He knows how hard it is after winning one. And by the way, remember that then not they have to win as a wild card? They like finished out the season, won as a wild card that year, and then basically won on the road to go win a Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, and beating the Steelers that year?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they, you know, Aaron it was Caleb Haney, You know, they beat. Just we'll get one to be. Are, are you
3: mentioning him. like the Bears that who they beat on their way to the Super Bowl? Is that what yeah, you're saying?
1: Yeah, you know, Cutler yeah. got injured, and uh, you know, I mean, it was, right, it was Caleb right. Haney. Well, no one cares about the Bears, but well, thank you. At least not in this segment. Awesome,
3: um, and segment. so so I think once they got close, it, that's where the frustration starts to build because you know how hard it is to get in the playoffs, to make a run, even just to have a shot. At a Super Bowl, and so that leads to maybe the eventual Mike McCarthy departure. But then you bring in Matt Lafleur, which you know a lot was made of the hire and the relationship between those two. The first year, it is interesting though because I kind of look at it as if you recall now too, looking back on when that hire was made, that was the other point in time where and Aaron Rodgers has has voiced this, and this is just me kind of throwing out ideas, but. He wants to be more involved in some of the decision-making. And I think that was the other instance where he wasn't as involved in who they hired as a head coach, right? Like Matt LaFleur kind of came in. It was Mark Murphy's pick. They're acting president, right, because they don't have an an owner. It's shareholders. They have a board. They have a president. Mark Murphy acts as that owner for the Green Bay Packers. They're unique in that way. But it was almost like they kind of said, we don't care what he thinks. We're going to hire who we think is best. Which, to me, it's like, look, if you got Aaron Rodgers, you've got to make sure that quarterback, especially if it's an offensive-minded head coach, gets along with who that coach is going to be, right? Yeah. Like you would have thought, you know, Mike McCarthy, offensive-minded guy. You just went through that. There was frustration at the end, as you're pointing out in this scenario. And then now you hire a guy who you haven't consulted with your quarterback who's going to be making, what, 35, $40 million a year? Like, you probably want to ensure that there's a good relationship, a good working relationship there between those two. Now, I, I know it's worked out all right in the sense they've gotten to two NFC Championship games, Rodgers won the MVP last year and all that. Only people behind closed doors know how much of that is, you know, Matt LaFleur, the play calling, you know, Aaron Rodgers and his execution, his training, how he's doing. You know, only only they ultimately know. But the reality of the matter is I think the frustrations with – Maybe the hiring, the the, the decision making. Maybe you're right. Maybe it started then, and it's led us to now where, you know, he's just done. He's just done with how they've gone about, you know, trying to you know handle this franchise, handle this organization, and giving him a shot at winning multiple Super Bowls. And, and I know a lot of people are going to probably be upset if I say this, but like he's going to be one of those players where if he if he goes somewhere else and he wins another Super Bowl or two, it's going to make the Packers look really, oh, really, God. really bad. Yeah, It's, it's no. going to make them look like they're the ones that botched one of the greatest talents the NFL had ever seen. And I almost wonder if some part of him wants, <laughs> wants to get somewhere else quick. So he's still got enough time to really maximize his ability before Father Time starts to play a factor.
1: Yeah, um, and and going back to the hiring of Matt Lafleur, I can remember, and why I remember this, I have no idea, but I can remember you and I talking about it uh, in Atlanta at Radio Row because I think I think the hire was just announced around that time that Matt Lafleur was going to be named the head coach, and I remember you and I talking about it. How, yeah, Aaron Rodgers had no input in this, and if you actually go back to what led up to that season and that hiring. In 2017, he only started seven games because he was banged up, and then that in 2018, that's when they lost to uh, to the Arizona Cardinals, and Mike McCarthy got fired that year. Um, and And Rodgers was six nine and one that season. So that was back to back injury shortened season in a, a bad season and Mike McCarthy's departure and I just wonder if the organization thought that they had seen the fall of Aaron Rodgers ahead of time and just said hey instead of relying on the quarterback which we're not sure is going to be here that much longer to, to dictate who's going to be our next head coach let's go in our own direction and then Rodgers turned around uh, and went 13-3 and three in back-to-back years and was the MVP I just think he, I think he threw a wrench into everybody's plan because they thought that he was getting ready to, to, to be done based on the injuries and the performance in the final season of Mike McCarthy, only to turn around and come back and have two of the best seasons of his career.
3: Then the issue with that is what you say, he throws a wrench in their plan. Like, it all should have been the same plan, right? Like, you've got a generational talent. It all should have been the same plan. It all, whatever the Packers plan was, should have incorporated Aaron Rodgers in them for the foreseeable future. And so it, it is a bit odd. I mean, and Brian Guttenkunst gets thrown in the bus a lot for what's going on. I don't know a lot of his involvement, but, you know, you and I have been talking about this for like a week or so. And I told you last week just the, the difference in ownership and how that may play a factor into all this because they don't have an owner, right? Like if Julio Jones wanted to make nice with the Falcons, him and Arthur Blank are going to talk, Yeah, right? Yeah. They're going to talk and they're going to figure it out. It's not going to be the head coach. It's not going to be Arthur Smith. It's not going to be Terry Fondo, their general manager, you know, Rich McKay or anyone else. It's going to be Arthur Blank. It's going to be the owner. In this case, it's got to be Mark Murphy. Like, if they're going to make right, Mark Murphy is the guy who goes to the owner's meetings on behalf of the Green Bay Packers. He's the one that's going to have to actually act as the owner and figure this situation out if they're going to be able to even get through this next year or – I don't know. I think he's made enough money where I think that he'd be willing to sit out the year and then see what's on the other side. But to go back to how we started this whole conversation, I don't think he's getting traded. I, just, I don't think the Packers could possibly do that because it would be a stain on their resume for the rest of their careers, especially if he went on and won multiple Super Bowls or a Super Bowl somewhere else in a short
1: amount of time. And, and meanwhile, they're having a hard time being a playoff team. And also, you mentioned you go straight to the owner. Man, you remember Belichick wanted to walk away from Brady much earlier than the, he actually left, and Brady went to Bob Craft. And and went straight to the owner, and next thing you know, he's playing another couple of years in New England. So that just plays into the point. He knew who to go to, um, and and he was able to get get in touch with Bob Kraft well, because um, uh, Orchids of Asia was closed at that time. <laughs> well, so
2: well,
3: well, think about it, it like this: <laughs> like imagine imagine this time slot for the show. <laughs> Imagine this time flop for, for this show was open right now. Like, yeah. if we wanted to go straight to the, we would just go to Scott, Scott Shapiro and, and Don Morin, right? What would we not? Yeah. Is, is that would that be how we'd go about doing it? If, if, if this particular show had to be open for three I, hours, I,
1: I, I don't even know if they know who we are, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, like I don't like. I mean, I called Scott Shapiro one time and he said, "Aren't you like the name of a Weezer song?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm do. I do weekends. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, just uh, just wanted to say hi and introduce myself." So listen, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to knock on doors here. Like that's at this point, I just want any sort of acknowledgement, Brady Quinn. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, by the way, uh, there's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket, paid for by NHTSA. Up next, an inside look at a potential trade that could mean the end for one franchise quarterback. We'll have that for you next. But for all the latest. It's Eddie Garcia.
0: Thanks, Jonas. We'll start with the NBA playoffs. First round action where the Wizards avoid elimination with a 122-114 win over the 76ers. Bradley Beal had 27 points. And teammate Russell Westbrook had a triple-double that included 20 rebounds. Philadelphia MVP candidate Joel Embiid left in the first quarter with a right knee injury. Didn't return. He's going to have an MRI later today. Philadelphia still is up three games to one in the series. Jazz beat the Grizzlies in Memphis 120-113. to Utah's Donovan Mitchell 30 points in the win for the Jazz. They've won three straight after dropping the series opener and have a 3-1 advantage in the series. NHL playoffs, final game of the first round. It was a game seven with the Canadians beating the Maple Leafs in Toronto 3-1. Carey Price, 29 saves in net as Montreal was down 3-1 in the series. They win three straight to advance to the North Division final. They'll take on the Winnipeg Jets. Second round action saw the Islanders beat the Bruins 4-3 in overtime. And that brings us to our guy, uh, our uh, Discover card play of the day. Casey skates in the lot on to Islanders Radio Network, as if you didn't know, on the call, that was the game winner. 4 3 Islanders over the Bruins in overtime. That series is tied at 1 1. Again, that was our Discover card. Play of the Night, brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted in 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. A couple of baseball games to note, we had the Dodgers beating the Cardinals 9-4 while the Cubs beat the Padres 7-2, to so St. Louis drops out of first in the NL Central. Cubs now have a half-game lead on the Cardinals, and the Giants beat the Angels 6-1, so San Francisco is back on top in the NL West. They're a half game up on San Diego. Now back to Jonas Dox and Brady Quinn in the Outkick the Coverage studios.
1: Thank you, Eddie. By the way, that Islanders uh, play-by-play guy uh, sounds like he's getting uh, a physical, and it's a lobster performing the physical. Very, uh, very b- bizarre. A little hernia sound. check? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, just yeah. a little. Uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like I got to get some things checked out. And you walk in and you see Edward Scissorhands putting on gloves. It's like, okay, well, it's going to be a rough one. Uh, I guess we're uh, we're going to be standing up for a <laughs> is while. Is that
3: is that your thought? It, it's going to be a rough
1: one. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're, you're not turning around and running out the door. <laughs> you know, you want to act natural. You don't want to you don't want to show fear. It's like you see a, a, the neighbor's dog uh, gets in the yard. You know, you don't you don't want to show fear. So you got to you know you got to play cool a little bit. You know, and then then you decide to run. You got to pick your pick your spots here, Brady Quinn. Uh, All right. Um, Coming up in uh, 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to find out which member of the crew had the worst Memorial Day. All right. So if you feel like you had a bad Memorial Day, uh, we got you covered. We are going to get to the bottom of who had the worst Memorial Day. Uh, That'll be coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR. There was a fascinating video. I've told you, I'm, I I love the NFL draft. I would love to be in a, a war room just to see how, how it all works. Uh, it'll never happen. I'll never be allowed anywhere near a, an NFL facility, but I, I would love not. to be there. Yeah, thank hey, you. If
3: someone lets you in, we've got some issues.
1: Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so there it is. A good guy there. Brady Quinn makes me feel great every time we work together. Uh, but the Carolina Panthers, um, as part of their uh, Panthers Confidential, um, I think it's a YouTube channel or, or whatever the case. May be they had access, and they've released footage of their decision to take J.C. Horn, um, the son of Joe Horn, out of South Carolina with the number eight pick. And one of the interesting parts of the of the conversation was they got a call from the Minnesota Vikings, who were looking to move up to number eight. The Vikings were sitting at fourteen, and they were discussing what draft capital it would take to get up to number eight. Ultimately, the Vikings didn't offer enough. But the thought was that the Vikings were moving up because they wanted to take Justin Fields. So you know that happened. And then you know they drafted Kellen Mann later on in the draft – So if I'm Kirk Cousins, how should I feel about my time in Minnesota? Do I already call the real estate agent and say, you know, maybe let's just kind of see what kind of offers we can get on on the crib out here? Like if I'm Kirk Cousins, Brady Quinn, I don't know that I'm feeling all that confident that I'm going to be there for an extended period of time moving forward.
3: I I think he kind of knew this might be coming given the track record of what's taken place during his time there. I mean, if you'll recall, this was a team that went to an NFC championship game. Now, granted, it wasn't with Cousins, but the year before he got there, right? <laughs> uh, and so that was the expectation. You know, Case Keenum took him there. There's the Minneapolis miracle to Stefan Diggs. And you're looking at this team saying, okay, they're that close. And then ever since Kirk Cousins has gotten there, they've had a hard time being able to manufacture or create that magic, or at least that team that was kind of on that run or on that trajectory. Now, a lot of people are going to point to his contract and go, well, it's because of Kirk Cousins' contract, man. He's making too much money. That's a lie, all right? We need to stop perpetuating that lie. There's other teams who are obviously (laughs) able to work it out under their salary cap, even though they're paying a guy a good amount of money, all right? I'm so tired of that argument. (laughs) The truth of the matter is their defense has started to fall apart they missed a little bit in the draft. all right. Laquan Treadwell never panned out the way they hoped he would be their first-round wide receiver. Some of the offensive linemen, too, have struggled a little bit there. Defensively, they've never been back to that top-five, top-three, third-down defense like we used to see. Yeah, There were some big step-backs there. Dalvin Cook, who's arguably their best player on offense when healthy, hasn't always been – consistently healthy now has cousins played well yeah i think statistically speaking if you looked at his numbers you would say yeah that should give them a shot and he has at times so like he's come up big in new orleans in a playoff game whether it was a push-off or not by kyle rudolph doesn't matter all right ah, uh, who cares <laughs> they, they beat the saints they, they won that game yeah but he's got a huge cap number next year i think they're looking at it saying we've we might have hit the ceiling With Kirk Cousins. Like this, this might have been as far as he can take us. You know, we could be a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl team. And so now they look at a guy like Justin Fields and say, if we could have his talent, if we could have gotten him, maybe we could work with a guy who's on his rookie deal. So we've got a three, four year window where we could build in other spots and not have to worry about, you know, paying him that contract and then be able to see if a dual threat guy, not just a pocket passer like Cousins, might be better suited for the league right now.
2: And so they don't get
3: him. But they do get a guy in Kellen Mond who's got all those abilities, just maybe not quite as dynamic as Justin Fields is uh, or or as polished of a passer as Justin Fields is. But he's definitely capable. So I I think that the trade is one thing, you know, especially when they've got a high draft grade on a player and all that, that always takes precedent. But the fact that it's a quarterback and they feel like it was a need and they went with a guy like Mond who's similar in skill set to Fields – that's what's going to be intriguing about this year. This is a huge year for Kirk Cousins, and they've got to make a move if they're Minnesota, and especially if, if there is no Aaron
1: Rodgers, meaning he sits out this year or the unlikely event that he would be traded. Uh, now you actually, where did you have Mond? Because we talked about this on our highly rated uh, Sunday Night Show, which I know everybody listens to. I mean, who who would miss that show? But you talked about uh, Kellen Mond as far as your quarterback rankings. Where did you have him? Because didn't you have him ahead of? Was it ahead of Mac Jones? Like where was he in your rankings going into this draft? Kellen Mond D-
3: didn't have him ahead of Mac Jones. Not not
1: sure where that came from. Uh, I had him at, at
3: top five. So. Okay. You know, I, I, obviously looking at this group, uh, I had Trevor Lawrence number one, clear and, and by far and away. Fields was two. Mac Jones was three. I, I don't think I had uh, Zach Wilson until four. Mond was five. Trey Lance was six. Now, Okay, you know, that, again, it was Trey Lance who you had him at. Trey okay, Lance was, gotcha. was, was behind Mond. But yeah, yes. I, I had Mond at five. Like, I think he was underrated for what he was able to do at Texas AM over the course of his career um, and, and all his, you know, measurables and everything else. I think he can be a guy that can be a starter at the next level.
1: Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, I mean, that's good news for, uh, for Vikings fans out there. I mean, you know, I mean, that's really good. I mean, on, you know, Sunday night you were talking about the Juicy Lucy and how disgusting it is in Minnesota, and now you're talking about how they've got potential quarterback. I think you've, I think you've made amends with, with, the, with the great people of Minnesota, Brady Quinn, so good for you. You're good well, what man. do you
3: mean made amends? Like, Wait, why why I mean, would we
1: be on a, on, a, on a bad page in the first place? Well, because the Juicy Lucy is a hamburger with, with a giant cheese ball inside of it. And, and you talked about how you ate two and it was disgusting.
3: Um, I did not say that. I said well, it was delicious. I ate the fries on the side as well. And then I drank a milkshake just to throw it in their face. Like, yeah, maybe this you, needs to be the challenge. Have a milkshake after all that. Okay, very good.
1: Uh, and, and how did you feel after all that?
3: I uh, I did not feel good. I, I felt <laughs> yeah. like I had gained about
1: eight pounds, and uh, I needed to lay lay on my uh, stomach for about
3: twelve hours.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, not 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 too good. Uh, by the way, uh, Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio.
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Radio. Radio. Top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now. If you are an NFL fan, and let's be honest, you are, we have got great news, phenomenal news top of next hour. A little over 10 minutes from now, we'll have that for you here on FSR. Uh, right now, though, uh, it is time to have a conversation uh, in which we uh, we have promoted uh, this hour. We are going to find out which member of the crew had the worst Memorial Day menu. Uh, so we're going to go around. We've got Danny G. We've got Roberto, Eddie Garcia, Dubs in Nashville, Brady Quinn. Uh, I am here. And uh, Brady, let's just start with you. I mean, just go ahead and spill the beans, my friend. Uh, what, what was the uh, Memorial Memorial Day menu like for you, and because you are uh, a part of this, and we will determine whether or not you had the, in fact, the worst menu of anybody on the show. So go well, ahead. it didn't
3: it didn't have a bad menu. I, I actually had a, we had a, we had a golf outing uh, for Memorial Day, so mm-hmm. I, 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 ours was more low key. You know, I'd, I'd golf in the morning. Uh, there was a cookout afterwards. Came back home. Family was hanging out. We just kind of played and hung out for the next uh, few hours. Had some. Hmm. Had my in-laws in town. They ended up flying out last night, so they didn't want to really cook or mess up too much at the house. I'd already kind of done a cookout deal, so we ended up uh, just ordering in some takeout. But nonetheless, great restaurant. Wow. Uh, it was it was pretty solid. So uh, again, I, I know you're going to be upset because you think that like I, we didn't have a cookout. The reality was is like I already kind of partook in one, so it didn't make sense oh. to have two. And then I'm just shoving more hot dogs or hamburgers down my throat. There's no need to. You okay, know?
1: listen, I, I don't get defensive. I'm just simply keeping score here. I mean, Oh, like, I already maybe, know which uh,
3: direction you're going. Like, I already <laughs> okay. know what you're trying to do. I know exactly what you're trying
1: to do. All right, I, I exactly uh, do. Uh, uh, all right listen, uh, let's go to. You know
3: our, what? Uh, I, I hope you had a slim, gym for your
2: Memorial Day, <laughs> right, that, well, I mean, which, is, which is ironic because it's also your birthday.
1: Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, Danny G, what was on your Memorial Day menu?
2: My girlfriend and I, we ate out because both of us live in uh, apartments. What? We're stacked on top of you each what? other. Uh, In these cities, in Burbank and uh, the ghetto. (laughs) Look at Jonas. She lives in Agora Hills, which is the downtrodden neighbor to Thousand Oaks. Damn right. So we started the day at Eggs and Things, which is in your your ghetto there. Yeah. Uh, A nice breakfast. And then we took the 15-minute drive down Canaan Road to Malibu to Paradise Cove. a Really nice private beach there. We laid on the sand, got some sun while we waited for them to text us when the table was ready. Mm. One order of coconut shrimp, Brady, as the appetizer. Mm. One order of fish tacos. Two regular-sized margaritas. What do you think the bill was?
1: $4,000. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's Paradise Cove. Let's, let's call it what it is.
2: Yeah, it was uh, $105. Jesus. Wow. wow. Yeah.
1: Amen. Wow. And we're we were still get... hungry. Hey, look, Brady, Brady, you've been pointing this out for a long time. Uh, all that money they weren't making during the pandemic, they're going to get it somehow. Uh, and when they're, and it yep. means jacking up the prices when everybody returns, that's how it's going to happen. Roberto, uh, what was uh, your Memorial Day menu like? Uh, tri-tip, cal- tri-tip, uh, and I smoked some ribs. Very very Ooh, good. Okay. So that smoker might be rib. the winner right there. Yeah, uh, that see, might be the winner yeah, right thanks there. Thanks to Ben so. Maller who gave me his his uh, smoker, yeah, and I, I went
2: to go pick it up on oh, Sunday. I, I knew you guys sauce. smoked yeah. together.
1: Yeah, yeah that's uh, Eddie Garcia. What was on the uh, and the I had a Garcia menu. Saturday
0: night. Quit rubbing it in, Roberto. All right. Yeah, no that kidding. was enough. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, no, what you guys I, eat? I, I also had some ribs and burgers. Just just me uh, and were they smoked? Uh, no, they, oh, okay. were actually, they were actually. They're uh... actually. <laughs>
1: Why are you so judgmental, Robert?
0: Oh, he's he's totally. He's not <laughs> gonna so like unbelievable. this. He's not gonna like this at all. I I found a YouTube recipe. Uh, I I I put the ribs uh, after I you know had the rub on them there the night before. Put them in the oven and baked them for three hours, and then took them out to the grill and finished uh, them off there. Good for you. And uh, now they fall fall off the bone. So uh, yeah. oh, you, That you, sounds you. good, man. You ribs or ribs, it sounds good, though.
1: Good, good for you, uh, Uppity e Roberto. Uh, Dub in Nashville. Dub, what did you have? Uh, you're in the South, Dub. Uh, d- please tell me you didn't have McDonald's or something. Had it been on. ribs. No,
3: no, had no. Speaking ribs. of the, speaking of being in the South, for breakfast, had a fantastic chicken biscuit with oh. some gravy. All the fixings. Dinner, Just for Roberto, went over to my buddy's place, fired up the green egg with some classic hot dogs and hamburgers. It was fantastic
1: okay so it really comes down to in my mind who had the worst memorial because i because i had uh these um uh mexican street dogs these hot dogs that are that are done uh, mexican style uh ribs um like so i, I feel like i'm i'm in the winner circle with uh with you know the rest of the crew outside of brady quinn and danny g who decided to eat out <laughs> yeah so again, i think i'm losers, not losers I, I i feel like it's it's gonna come down we didn't to brady eat out. We, we got take
2: out it's a little okay
1: different. well i mean it, it, that's a little too fancy for Memorial Day, for, you know, for my liking, to be honest with you. I, mean, I but got three
3: it, kids, man. It's hard, it's hard to go out and eat if we we're going to do that. And yeah. so we decided to stay in. I
2: already done a cookout. It just didn't make sense. It, I had a private beach where women had their wow. tatas out. How could I yeah, be a loser? Yeah, but, whoa, here's, yeah, but, here, but here's the thing.
1: You, you, you paid 100- 100 And I went to the Dodger
2: game where they had their tatas out. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, all right, so listen. Uh, well, listen, we, we, I, we, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Uh, but Danny G, you also paid 100 bucks for some fish sticks uh, to sit on the sand. So I don't know if you won that one.
2: You're right. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.